Amen. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Oh, come on. Open your ears. Open your hearts. And let's get ready to receive the Word of God today. Today we're going to talk about what in hell do we need in the church? We're going to talk about seven things in hell that we need to have in the church. You say, Pastor, I didn't know there was anything in hell I needed. Well, let's see. Luke chapter 16 and verse number 19. We're going to read down through verse number 31. Tyler, if you need a title for the internet, seven things in hell we need in the church. Luke chapter 16 verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and he fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. It came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Verse number 23. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off in Lazarus' bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in thy lifetime thou receivest good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us is a great gulf fixed, so that he is not able to pass from hence uh, to you, and you cannot uh, pass to us that, uh, that they would come thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou would ascend them to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they should also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets... Neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Seven things in hell that I see that this man has, is experiencing now that he didn't experience on earth. Seven things that he's experiencing there in hell that we need in operation in the church. Say, Pastor, what in the world could that be? Well, number one, let's look at it in verse number 23. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Father Abraham and Lazarus in his bosom. Number one, amen, what we need is vision. Where when he was on earth, he couldn't see. He couldn't see any other needs. He couldn't see anybody else's problem. He couldn't see nothing but how what he had and how blessed he was and how he wanted more and everything was about him. And all of a sudden now... He's got vision and he can see somebody else. 
He can see other things. He can see something greater than himself. I'm going to tell you something. In hell, eyes are going to be open and people are going to see the big picture. But how much better would it be to get our eyes open now, amen, and begin to see the things God wants us to see? Life is more than about you. Huh? Life is more than just me. I mean, there's needs in the world. There's hurt in the world. There's pain in the world. There's sin in the world. And Jesus is the answer. But just like this man, day by day by day, amen, we walk right past the needs of others and we do not see it. We have no vision for the world. We have no vision for the loss. We have no vision for the pain and the problems in the world. Amen. All we're concerned about is me and mine and I got to get to work and I got to do this and I got to do that. But in hell, he lifted up his eyes And he got a bigger vision. We need a bigger vision in the church today. Don't wait till it's too late to open your eyes and see, amen, your family. And see your spouse. And see your children. And see your grandchildren. Come on, expand your vision a little bit. Amen, see your neighbors. And amen, see people around. See those people. Come on, church. People over here. Why don't you just look over there at those folks and tell them you love them. Sometimes we come and these people over here don't even know those folks over there. They've never made the journey from that side to that side to say hello. Come on, open your vision up in the church. And begin to see the needs of others. And begin to love one another. Begin to, let's not have tunnel vision when it comes to the needs of the world. Hey man, let's let God expand our vision. Can I get a big Amen. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Listen, we don't want to perish for lack of wisdom. We don't want to perish because we have no vision for our future. Young people, get a vision for your future. What are you going to do with your life? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what are you going to do in life? Huh? Haley, I'm going to talk to I'm going to talk about you. She's in college and she's taking these classes and she's whatever. And she's, she's not liking it. She says she didn't want to do it. I said, what do you want to do? She said, nothing. What I'm doing right now. Sitting on my couch, not paying no bills, eating my food. I said, that is not an option. That's not an option. You've got to get a job. You've got to make your own way. Come on. You're getting grown now. You got to, young people, have a vision for your life. What do you want to do? Listen, what you're doing today is going to determine your future. Come on. Get in there. Have a plan. Have a vision. Amen. Listen, have big dreams. Shoot for the moon. You say, well, Pastor, what if I don't make it? Well, you might make it to a star. But if you have no vision, you're not going to go anywhere. So get out there and get some vision for your life. Get some vision for your family. Get some vision for the church. Get some vision. Because in hell, amen, you will open your eyes and everybody will say, I wish I would have. I wish I could have. I wish I would have. And they'll, they'll start seeing all these things that they could have done, but they never did. Don't wait till it's too late. Also think that's part of the Bible talks about in heaven. He's going to wipe all tears from our eyes. 
I always said, I kind of, just my part of that, I think part of that is when the Lord shows us what we could have done. When he shows us, this is what I had for your life, and this is what you did. And then I'm going to be going, (laughs) and then he's going to wipe all those tears from my eyes and say, it's okay. You made it. But man, I had so much more for you. But because of your doubt and unbelief and because of your dilly-dabbling and because you're veering left and right and getting mixed up in all this kind of stuff, he, you know what, you didn't accomplish everything I had for your life. Listen, listen, let's have some bigger vision and do something great for God. Amen? Verse number 24, number 2. And he cried. We need more tears in the church. There's going to be no problem with folks crying in hell. The Bible says the worm dieth not. The fire is never quenched. Amen. He is tormented. He said just dip your finger in water and touch it to my tongue. There's no problem with folks crying in hell. Amen. Men, we're, 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 we're tough. We're big. I, I just don't. Uh, Pastor, I just don't cry. That's just, just not my character. Well, when them flames of hell are lapping up on you, your character is going to change. And you're going to be bawling and squalling, going, man, I wish I'd have cried in church. I wish I would have cried out. I wish I would have showed more emotion. I wish I would have. There, we, there, there needs to be more tears in the church. Now, tears for the sake of tears are not doing nothing. What I'm talking about is a, a, a repentant heart. I'm talking about, amen, being true and, 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 and sorry for what we've done. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Amen, we need to be crying. We need true repentance in the church. We need people crying cr- true tears of repentance to God. God, have mercy. For the Bible says, if we call on the Lord, He will answer us. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. When you cry out to God, God hears you, God answers you, He loves you, He will forgive you. And when you do that, then you won't ever have to cry in hell. Can I get an amen? People are too hard, they're too stubborn, they're too, I got got my own thing, I don't need none of that. I'm telling you, nobody's going to have a problem crying out and praying and asking God for mercy. In hell. He cried, Father, have mercy. He said, just, just let Lazarus dip his tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I'm tormented in this flame. That's number three. The fire. There's no shortage of fire in hell. But there's definitely a shortage of fire in the church. Huh? Oh, Father, stir us up. Put somebody needs to, instead of pouring water on the fire, why don't we pour some gas on the fire? (laughs) Now, young people, pouring gas on a fire is not a good idea in the natural, (laughs) but in the spiritual, it's a good thing. We need some explosions. We need some folks to catch on fire for God. We need somebody to get stirred up for Jesus. Amen. And ready to go out to the world. Amen. Not afraid of nothing. Not afraid of nobody. Amen. They just say, I'm going to burn for Jesus and just let everybody watch me. One old preacher said, if you'll just catch on fire, people will come to watch you burn. 
But I'm going to tell you this, ain't nobody want to get around a, a fire that's just smoking. Because what does it do? Burns your eyes, makes you cough, choke. I don't want to get around nobody. Amen, they're, 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 they're almost out. Their ambers are burning down. They're just a bunch of smoke. Come on, I want some fire. When you when you got a fire burning, you can get up there and get warm, huh? When you get around a fire, amen, you can put a marshmallow on a stick and put it in there and put it between some chocolate and some graham crackers. Woo, that's a party. You can put a hot dog weenie on a <laughs> on a coat hanger. Come on. Make you a hot dog. What Brother Brady used to give me for lunch when I worked for him. I didn't even get a I didn't even get a coat hanger. Just a stick. And a Pepsi. Listen, when you get around a fire, amen, you can have some stuff. It burns out the impurities. It cooks some things. Oh, but nobody just wants to be around old dead, cold, lifeless. Listen, we need more fire in the church. There's plenty of fire in hell, amen, but there's not enough fire in the church. Can I get an amen? Somebody say, fire me up, Lord. I missed a scripture a while ago on tears. Uh, Psalms 126.5 says, They that sow in tears shall reap. Enjoy. You want to reap in joy? You want to see your family reap a harvest? Come on, sow some tears. Sow some prayers. Amen. Get down and plant some seeds and you'll see God reward you. Amen. Openly. Amen. We've got to catch on fire. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation that everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. Church, we need to catch on fire and we need to burn with the love and the glory of God. And then we need to go out of the world that Jesus died for and tell them he loves them amen so what in hell do we need vision tears fire and number verse 26 look at this he said beside all of this between us and you there's a great gulf fixed church we need more separation somebody says how how close can i get to hell and still not go. Why do you want to get so close to hell? Listen, let there be a separation between the world and the church. The Bible says in John 2, 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but of the world. The world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth far. Ever. Come on, there needs to be a separation between us and the world. Huh? If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it might be a duck. <laughs> if you walk like the world, look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, you might be of the world. Come on, get born again, get saved, fall in love with Jesus. Open your eyes and get some vision. Begin to cry some tears of repentance and, amen, allow the Holy Spirit to catch you on fire. And when you do, amen, you won't be like the world. Amen, you won't act like the world. Amen, you're called out of the world. He said, be ye separate, saith the Lord. Amen, we need a separation from the world. Verse number 27, 
we find the next thing. Then he said, I pray thee. There's no shortage of prayer in hell. But there is a shortage of prayer in the church. Folks are not praying. The most some Christians pray is two prayers. Lord, bless this food I'm about to receive. And now I lay me down to sleep. That's not enough. Come on, prayer needs to go up. I mean, nobody in hell is having a problem praying. They're crying out, God have mercy. I mean, where is the prayer in the church? I mean, where is the prayer in the Christian life? I mean, where is the men and women of God get it on their face and get it on their knees? I mean, they cry out, God have mercy on the world. Have mercy on my family. And bless my children. Bless my husband. Bless my wife. Bless my pastor. Bless my church. I mean, when we get down and we see the needs of others, it should break our heart and what is our power prayer you say pastor you say pastor how how do you know that because I saw it at the movies (laughs) wasn't that a good movie the war room if you've not seen war room go see it Talk, it'll stir your heart up to pray. It's all about prayer. It's all about, amen, seeking God and getting a place to get down on your face before God. Amen. And doing war with, with the enemy. Amen. You're not going to fight the devil with your fist. You're not going to fight the devil with a gun. Amen. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How are you going to pull them down? Through prayer. There's no shortage of prayer in hell, but there's a shortage of prayer in the church. We've got to begin to pray more, cry out to God, ask God for mercy. Amen. Because he said, pray in all, Ephesians 6, 18, pray in always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Church, we've got to pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Amen. Pray every day. Pray when you wake up. Pray when you go to bed. Pray when you're going to work. Let there be a spirit of prayer always in you. Amen. Just constantly in the back of your mind. Amen. Just saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you this day. Lord, lead me and guide me and direct me. Amen. Lord, bless them. And when somebody asks you to pray, pray. Don't forget. The best thing is do it right then. That usually freaks them out. You're at Walmart. Somebody says, you know, pray for me. Okay, grab their hand. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. They're like, no, I meant when you get home. In secret. No, we ain't got time. Let's just do that right now. Come on. Just pray for him right there. Prayer. The last thing. Well, two more. Verse number 27. He said, I pray therefore that you would send him to my father's house. For I've got five brethren that he may testify to them. Lest they come into this place of torment. All of a sudden, this guy... This rich man, that didn't care about nothing or nobody else but all about him, all of a sudden has a desire for missions. <laughs> He's all about evangelizing the world. Uh, he ain't ever given an offering to a missionary. He don't care about nobody else. 
He's not helping nobody go to Nicaragua and learn about Jesus. But all of a sudden now in hell, he is all about the missions program. All of a sudden, he says, could you please just send him? Could you send him to my house? I need him to go on a missionary journey. I need somebody to go and tell my brothers about this place. And tell them not to come here. You see, in hell, there's no lack of vision for others. There's no lack of vision. Because nobody wants their loved ones, their family to come to that place. But in the church, we got family and friends and neighbors dying and go to hell. And we act like we don't even care. Not even going to tell them. Not even going to invite them to church. Not even going to tell them what happened to you and how you got born again. The, the epitome of selfishness is when you are on your way to heaven. You've had all your sins forgiven. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And when you die, you're going to heaven. And you don't care enough to tell somebody else. That's selfish. But pastor, what if they laugh at me? What if they reject me? How many of you would... Be on a boat or on land and see somebody drowning. And you have the life preserver in your hand. And you look out and they're screaming and they're crying out for help. And you go, I really would like to throw it, but what if I offend them? What if they laugh at me? What if someone else makes fun of me? Listen. Throw the lifeline. If they don't receive it, if they don't grab onto it, that's their fault. But at least you tried. You did your part. In hell, oh, he was all about the missions program. Send him. Please go tell my brothers. Please go preach the gospel. Please. You see, Proverbs eleven thirty. He... That winneth souls is wise. Brother Jose back there, he's getting wise. He loves winning souls. Tell it, preaching the gospel. Getting out there and testifying. Burning flame of just excitement. He said, Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Can I get an Amen. I didn't finish that part. To everybody that you like. Huh? That's kind of how we do it. I'm going to preach the gospel to everybody I like. Because I don't like them and I don't want to go to heaven with them. (laughs) Well, the problem is if you don't like them, (laughs) you don't want to go to heaven with them, you might not have to. (laughs) Because you might not go. The Bible says if you say you love God and you hate your neighbor. Now don't get offended. I didn't say this. But I'm just going to quote the King James. You a liar. (laughs) That's what he said. If you say you love your brother. I'm sorry. If you say you love God but you hate your brother. You're a liar. 
Because when you love God, when you've been forgiven, when you've been forgiven much, you want others to be forgiven also. Experience what you've experienced. Amen? Last thing. He said, could you go preach? Could you send him to preach to my family? Oh, there's no shortage of preaching in hell. (laughs) But there's a shortage of preaching in the church. Somebody said, well, that's good, Pastor, but could you go ahead and quit so I can go eat? (laughs) Woo, we're more concerned about... Our time schedule, we're concerned. I don't want to hear the, I, I want to just, I, I, I want the pastor to just tell me good things. Just, just tell me how, how I can be happy and tell me, you know, just, just, come on, just pat me on the head and tell me everything's going to be all right. And just, listen, when you preach the gospel, the gospel's good news. The gospel is Jesus loves you and he died for you and, and he'll forgive you. But he also tells you, you got to act right. And you got to stand up and you got to be a witness and you got to, listen, You've got to love Jesus with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. It's not selfish. It's giving. There's no shortage of preaching the word in hell, but there's, I'm telling you, we've got to get back to the word of God in church. Love the word of God. Revival is not just all hype. Revival is when we really even desire the word of God. When you start letting God's word speak into your heart, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Conclusion. 2 Timothy 4, chapter 2, verse 5, through ver- 2 through 5. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. For they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Come on. Listen. In hell, there's no shortage with people going, Whoa! They cry. They see the vision. Amen. They cry. Amen. They beg for mercy. They pray. Amen. They ask God for forgiveness. And they have a vision for others. Go preach the gospel. But here in the church. Amen. We just want to sit and remain silent in the world. We want other people to go tell somebody. But when everybody's standing up for what they believe Amen. The Christians are being persecuted. But it's time for the church to stand up and say Jesus Christ is the answer for the world. He is the only way to salvation. And He is coming again. Can I get an Amen. Well, now you know what in hell we need. Can you go out this week and say, Lord, let let that be. Let me have that more today. And then guess what? You'll never go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. But you know what? I also don't want to go to heaven just because I was scared of hell. Did you know some folks get saved just because they don't want to go to hell? Well, that's a good reason. But let me tell you something. There's so much more. Jesus loves you so much. Hell was never created for you. It was created for the devil when he failed and pride entered his heart. And he said, I will raise my kingdom above God. And Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. God cast him out with a third of the angels and hell was created for them. Oh, but can I tell you, the devil hates everything God loves. 
And what God loves is you. You were created in God's image. You, had the, you have the breath of life breathed in you. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And the devil hates that. And he'll do anything in his power to try to keep you from the inheritance that Jesus has for you. But hell's not intent. If you go to hell, you will have to go kicking and screaming, fighting everything that God has done to get there. Because God has sent His Son, He sent His prophets, He sent His people, He sends family, He sends people to tell you. And if you keep saying no, 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 when you get there, you won't be able to blame nobody. Because I'm telling you, everybody in hell will have a remembrance of everybody who ever told them about Jesus and how to get saved. And they'll remember every time a preacher gave an altar call and they said, no, I'll do it later. I've got plenty of time. Listen, there's no problem with people's vision in hell. Amen. They see it and know it all. But it's too late. But guess what? Today it's not too late. Today is the day of salvation. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you're playing games, if you don't have true vision for the lost and for others and the needs of the people, come on, today's the day to get your eyes open. Today's the day to cry those prayers of repentance and ask God for mercy, and He will show mercy. He'll forgive you. Today's the day, amen, to get a bigger picture. Today's the day. To cry out. Today's the day to repent. Today's the day to ask God, amen, to help you lead your family. He wants to save you so you can go to your family today and tell them don't go to that place. He wants to use you. He loves you. All here in just a few moments, we're going to baptize two more. Amen, who made Jesus Lord of their life. Amen. Last week it was three. Today it's two. Amen. If you give your heart to Jesus today and you repent and you, amen, get right with Him, we'll baptize you now. I'll fill it up every week if we need to. That's all right with me. Amen. He said, repent and be baptized. Baptism is just an outward expression. It is a public confession that I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Don't wait till you get to hell to do these things. Do them today. Heavenly Father, today I say thank you. Thank you for the lessons that we've learned today from hell. Lord, we see these things that we need in the church. Open our vision. Open our eyes of compassion. Let us cry out in repentance. Father, give us a vision for the world. Let us go forth and preach the gospel. The good news of Jesus. Father, I pray if there's one person here today. That would say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I'm not 100% sure I would go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. Hell was not intended for me, and I don't intend to go there. Today, I want to make Jesus Christ Lord of my life. I want to give Him my heart, and I want to serve Him. If that's you today, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you say, Pastor... Pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Would you slip your hand up right now? Say, Pastor, pray. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus loves you so much. 
He's concerned about what's going on in your family, what's going on with your children, what's going on in your health and your finances. I encourage you today, open your eyes. Get a vision for the needs of others. Could we just pray a prayer? Could we just cry a tear of compassion for the lost? Could God open our heart with vision for the world? Today, He wants to call some of you to ministry. To be pastors and teachers and evangelists, missionaries, apostles and prophets. He's calling you to do a work in this last day. Maybe He's calling you just to be the best light you can be on your job. To be the best husband or the best wife. The best student. But just surrender today to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll do it before it's too late. All over this building, let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to go ahead. Let's pray. And then I'm going to release these guys to go get baptized. They're going to sing a little bit. But if you raise your hand and you say, Pastor, I need to give my heart to the Lord. Pray with me. Everyone pray. Dear Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. For dying for me. I believe. That you're the son of God. You gave your life. For me. I ask you. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my savior. Today. I confess. That I'm a sinner. And I ask Jesus. To forgive me. Of all of my sins. Today. I choose. To follow Jesus. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be who you want me to be. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll go where you want me to go. I am yours. Use me. Any way you want to. In Jesus name. Oh the Bible says that when we pray that prayer. When we give our heart. We we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Over one sinner come home. Amen. Now it's time for you. Amen. To step up. and Amen. To get in God's word. and Amen. To get focused. Get get in a church. And get. Just let your life shine. Don't be ashamed. Be baptized. Confess that publicly. And let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Amen.